cinephiles, audiophiles, ladies and germs, welcome to the Film Called Podcast. Tonight, the cinematographer behind the new film Clerks 3, it's Liron Kahanov. Well, I guess first and foremost, how did uh, how did Kevin approach you for this? Or, or did you start to become friends with him? How did this whole project come to be? So I was actually the gaffer on Chasing Amy back in 97. And um, so I met Kevin and Dave Klein and Scott Moser and the whole gang um, of USQ back back then, um, and kept kept somewhat of a relationship with with Kevin. And um, in 2001, actually did a um, shot a small a short film that he did for Jay Leno for the Tonight Show, which was apparently like the first um, short film ever ever done for the tonight show as an actual short film. So that's called the flying car. It's on, on, uh, Kevin's websites and YouTube and what have you. And, um, so we, um, so we had work then and then, you know, life just kind of took, took its way. And, um, I was, I was doing a job. Uh, I didn't work for a year and a half from COVID excuse the puppy. Um, didn't have to uh, work for uh, didn't work for a year and a half, and then got a text from Dave Klein, who is Kevin's original DP on Clerks and Clerks Two and Mallrats and a ton of others, um, saying, "Hey man, can you do me a favor? I can't shoot Clerks Three. Would you want to do it?" And uh, Dave has been deep into the Mandalorian and Boba Fett, and he's he's wrapped up in that world right now, and obviously. Kevin was like, you have a choice to work with me or a choice to work on the Mandalorian. It's a no brainer. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) So, um, so of course I was like, yeah, Dave, whenever you want. And, um, Dave then reached back out to me and said, Kevin thinks it's a great idea. Like, okay, great. And then a couple weeks later, I get a call from, from Kevin's producer and was like, Hey, can you meet Kevin at, at the secret stash in red bank, blah, blah, blah. So I literally land from Atlanta. The next day I drive down to red bank. We hang out for about an hour and a half. We catch up on life. We hadn't seen each other in you know twenty years, and um, and at the end of the chat, and we talked about the the movie as well. Um, I did get to read the script at that point, and then uh, at the end of it, I was like, "All right, cool. You know, let me know what you guys decide. You know, I don't know who else you're talking to." And Kevin just looks at me, is like, "What are you talking about? You had the movie the moment Dave said your name. I just <laughs> wanted to hang out and catch up." <laughs> so. Um, so there you have it. And then uh, the, the job, unfortunately or unfortunately, got pushed a couple times. And um, we literally, well, tomorrow, it was a Monday, but tomorrow, August 2nd, which is Kevin's birthday, was our first day of production. So we, sk- we, we prepped for a month and then we shot for 23 days. Did, did this project feel effortless to you, like going back into that world? No. <laughs> no project. <laughs> No, no project is effortless. Um, it was, it was actually, it was a lot of fun. It was challenging in many ways for many different reasons. Um, you know, the typical low budget um, things that you don't expect happening happen, and then you have to deal with it. Obviously, we were still shooting under COVID protocols, and we were shooting in the actual quick stop. So there's challenges that were that were definitely known going in. Like this is going to be harder this is going to be easier this is whatever um and it was a low budget film i haven't done 
that low budget of a project in a long time. Um, I come from the indie world. I had shot 10 movies under 3 million over the course of my career. Um, so it's not foreign to me in any, in any way, but I had been working in, you know, a higher budget world in television, both streaming and network and cable. Um, so I, I think that the last job I did, the job right I, I did right before Clerks, probably had a bigger, I, for fact, had a bigger budget for the finale that I shot than the entire movie. You know, that was, we were shooting for twice as long. Um, so those were inherent challenges, um, but those were the effortless things because you know that, you know, you know you're going into that. But, um, but it's, you know, it was a lot to, it was a lot to live up to, not just I'm working on, you know, the third, you know, the third movie in, in a cult classic, whether you like it or not, no one can deny in America, at least that clerks is one of those filmmakers, you know, uh, Kevin is one of those filmmakers, you know, from the nineties that everyone talks about, you know, you talk about the back in those days, it was, it was him and, and, um, you know, the, all those other movies, Slacker and Dazed and Confused and Reservoir Dogs and all those movies that were born out of the early 90s. Um, so there's something there that's, that's you know, you want to make sure that you're being true to that and being true to that, you know, that uh, legacy. And then on top of that, I wanted to do my buddy Dave Kleinwright, let alone do Kevin Wright. But, um, you know, Dave is, Dave is steeped in the Viewisk universe and he's an amazing cinematographer and his career is, um, has gone both from the super low budget stuff to the super, you know, high end stuff. So I wanted to make sure that he was, you know, he was proud of the work as well. So in that sense, I, I wouldn't say it was effortless. I will say it was a blast. I mean, it was, it was, I, I describe it to people as my time on clerks was either complete, like stress or complete laughing, like bellied over. You know, there wasn't much middle ground. Like, it was all or nothing kind of thing. But um, Kevin is amazing to work with. And um, as as much as he is a, a very good collaborator, he also has what he, you know, he does his things his way and how he wants it. And, and it's the job of the cinematographer to, to mold to that. And to, you know, it, it's that, you know, there's 20 ways to do anything, you know, let alone... 200,000 ways to do everything. So there were, there were certain things where he would, he'd be like, I know this isn't how you do it, but we we're doing it this way. Well, okay. I, I want to piggyback off that then because yeah. how much of the look was really just Kevin coming in there from the get go saying that this is how I want this to look or, or how much input did you actually have? So, um, I, I did, I had a lot of input, but there was also, there were certain things um, the, so the movie is, is, has a movie within a movie element to it. Um, that is not a, a spoiler by any means. Um, you know, the, there is a, some auto, obviously all of Kevin's movies have some autobiographical nature to them. And, and, um, so in the movie, Randall has a heart attack and decides that, you know, to make his life of, of worth, he's going to doc, he's going to make a movie because he can make a movie just like anyone else. And so he, in turn, basically makes Clerks. And um, so within that vein, it was very important to Kevin, and to me for that matter, but it was very important for, to Kevin to, to not only pay homage, uh, homage to the first one, but to make it kind of seamless. 
um, both for him and for the fans and for the story where you can literally um, be like, oh, I remember that shot. I remember that scene. I remember that whatever. And we literally, um, me and my camera operators and even my, my key grip and, and gaffer, we carried around um, on our phones all the reference clips and the movies so that any time we could – we had a video um, assist as well that could pop it up on the monitors. But we would literally hold our phones up and match the, the, the imagery from the first movie. Like, oh, we're, re we're recreating this scene. And we would, as best to our ability, match it, um, which was its own challenge because we weren't shooting the same format. Um, but that's on a technical side. But, but creatively, that was, that was set in stone. So, like, that was what needed to be done. And the scenes that took place in the quick stop, which is most of the movie, but had to feel like Clerks. It had to have that reminiscence of the original and the vibe of the second one. It needed to feel like that. Everything outside of the quick stop, I had a lot more freedom, and Kevin pushed me to have more freedom. When we were doing scenes that were not in, you know, the the locations that are expected from from the fans um so i was able to push the look a little bit and kevin never really got into my lighting at all um it would be if anything it would be just um how things were framed like he likes things a certain way he likes he doesn't like doing over the shoulders he likes all the coverage being clean you know he likes the eye lines all those little bits that you know that was just the set of rules and and that happens with any director um but as far as the lighting goes, uh, he pretty much left me alone. And there were some things where he would even say, can, you can make that darker. And I'd be like, great, let's go. <laughs> you know, some of the night, the night work and, and what have you. But I come from a very kind of naturalistic, realistic looking. I don't, um, I beautify it for sure. Like I want all my lead actors to look great and, and kind of have a little bit of an elevated look than just turn the lights on and shoot, which many people su succeed with um but past that it, it's a pretty you know you're in the quick stop it looks like the quick stop you're in a you know in a hospital it looks like a hospital we didn't push the look that great but we did we did we're able to play with it and finesse it and and kind of i feel like clerks three is is both for kevin and and for me is kind of like the matured you know this is almost 30 years later like let's show let's show the maturity not only in the story but also in the visuals and and how we tell that story, and so in that vein, Kevin let me do pretty much whatever I wanted. I mean, I picked the cameras, I picked the lenses, um, that kind of that kind of world. Um, so that that part was we actually had one instance we were shooting in the quick stop, and mind you, it's August in New Jersey. It's hot. And, you know, even with the COVID protocols, you put more people in a room, the room gets hotter. So that quick stop was pretty damn hot. We often put the the monitor to watch in the walk-in freezer. So we were all, you know, the producers are coming in with coats and Kevin and I are in there with T-shirts. Um, but um, I lost my train of thought. The, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I totally lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. Just shooting yeah, just, w w within the immense heat in, in yeah, the Jersey oh, summer. Um, it, it just, it brought, you know, it, it, so we were sitting there and we were doing all this stuff. I Now I remember. And I'm sitting on this crate, this milk crate. 
in the quick stop. And it was one of those moments where I thought that we had matched something or it was had the gestalt. I kept saying, no, it's the gestalt of clerks. And Kevin was like, no, it has to match exactly. <laughs> so I went I went to my A camera operator, um, Jesse Coyote. She's amazing uh, operator and steady cam operator. And she loved it. And she loved the challenge of making it look exactly the same. So I was like, go. And so while she was working, I was sitting on this milk crate. And Kevin just looks at me and he goes, have I completely crushed your soul? <laughs> and I looked up at him and I was like, what, what do you mean crushed my soul? He's like, well, you know, I'm not the most creative of directors. And I literally said, well, you haven't touched my lighting yet. So, so we're good. <laughs> and... And he just smiled and, you know, we, we got very close. I mean, we were, you know, he knew who I, he knew who I was this whole time. We had a relationship back in, um, you know, in, in 96, 97, when we did ch uh, Chasing Amy. And he even talks about a story from on his, on his tour. And I think even in one of his books about how back in on Chasing Amy, myself and the key grip at the time, um, we talked him out of doing a scene because it just wouldn't have been right. We are like, we'll come back. We'll work for free. Let's do this night exterior somewhere else. And ultimately it was the night exterior. Um, we, you know, we ended up adding all this stuff and it ended up being a great, powerful scene in the movie. And to this day, he thanks me saying, I'm so glad that you stopped me and said, don't do something that's not going to be great. Um, so even in that vein of people saying, oh, you know, Kevin never moves the camera or never this, or Kevin wants it to be right in his world and in his mind and his vision. So there's, there is pressure there. You can't just say that, oh, well, Kevin's not a visual director. Well, maybe not, but he knows what he wants and he likes it. And he definitely is a writer and an editor and he directs in the middle because that's the best way to keep it going. And I have to respect that and honor that. And, you know, there were times where, you know, in the quick stop, we wouldn't move the camera much because they didn't move the camera much because they had no money to move the camera back in the day. And, and by default, it became a look. It became a, an aesthetic. But then when we were outside of the quick stop, we separated those worlds. So we added a lot. We added some cranes and we added some dolly moves and and some steady cam shots. And, and it gave, I think it gave the the modern clerk's world a different feel than in the past, which was a great juxtaposition to all the pieces we were doing movie within the movie or in the quick stop. And you got to kind of feel there's, there's a life inside the quick stop. There's a life outside the quick stop. And each of them had a, a little bit of a different vibe. So, you know, while we're not, you know, we're not 1917 by any, by any stretch of the, you know, imagination, we did, I, I was able to kind of shepherd a look and a certain consistency to be able to create something new while honoring the past and his, and his, you know, style. How much do you think TV has influenced what you do when you step into a feature film at this point? It doesn't. Um, because I approach TV like I approach movies. Um, I don't always succeed. I don't always have, when I work in television, I don't always have um, the long leash to be able to create something more cinematic. But I, what I will say is that coming from independent film, um, coming out of the 90s independent scene in New York, then moving into television now, um, 
my ability to spin on a dime, my speed in lighting and camera setups and the ability to multitask and to run a camera department with multiple cameras and all those kind of things, that is something that I honed in television that benefits, especially working on a movie like Clerks. We had 20, we had 23 days. We didn't have, you know, we, we were doing 10 hour days. I mean, they weren't long days. We had a couple maybe, but it was because of whatever, you know, we had to wait for the rain or wait for something or, um, but Kevin's a fast shooter. So that, that was not a, a factor, but that kind of working, you know, I did, man, I worked on Madam Secretary for CBS for six years where I was the only DP. There were, there were no alternating cinematographers. Um, so I worked 23 episodes as the sole DP with no prep, really. I had one day to tech scout, someone covered me on set and then, then I'm in. So that ability to kind of keep it going and roll with the punches and that's what I brought. Um, but creatively, I felt like I'm pretty true to myself in that, in that sense. And I always try to, I approach everything with the same, the same intensity and the same w interest and willing to push the narrative and, and support the story visually. Um, I've always said that as, as much as I am, you know, love beautiful imagery and whatever, if it doesn't, if it isn't born out of the script, if it isn't push the story forward, then don't do it. Um, there are a lot of things where it's just like, yeah, it would look great if I did X. Yeah, but does that make any sense for this show, for this movie? You know, that might look great on something else because you saw it there, but does it match our story? Does it match the, the mood, the emotion, the feeling that we're trying to... So that's how I approached Kevin's as well. Well, and I guess even on that, I get, it, it would have helped that you've been a gaffer in the past and a camera operator. So all of that is a hell of a lot more influential to what you're doing now than, than I guess, TV in your mind, right? Uh, ab absolutely. And, you know, when I started, I was the DP and the camera operator. And then when I was working in television, I was sometimes I was just an operator and sometimes I was the DP and I had, you know, five cameramen, women, camera people with me working, you know, and and so that's the stuff that um, and, and it's I am by no means perfect. And but I've come a long way as far as being able to manage a crew and manage, you know, all those kind of things that make a DP just as much a manager as as a creative artist and a technician, you know, I really think there are three buckets to make a good cinematographer. You can be creative and visually amazing and create these amazing imagery. But if you can't manage and run your crew and support them, respect them and have them support and respect you, then you're just someone who can make a pretty picture. The same goes with the technical side. Like if you're all technical, but don't understand how to, you know, what the emotion of, of what, when to use, a colored light or when to use this lens or whatever, then you're just a technician. So I think that those three buckets is I've really strived to kind of try to make all three buckets as important. Um, and sometimes I win and sometimes I fail. And, you know, like, like everyone, we're, we're humans and we're emotional creatures. And, but um, that's important to me. And, and one of the things I really try to do on clerks is because it was so low budget um, and I ended up with this amazing, amazing crew that were, you know, very talented. Some of them were stepping up into their roles and some of them were not. Some of them were taking a, a big hit, but they wanted to work on a Kevin Smith movie and they wanted to work with me. And I, I hope 
anyway. Um, and they really brought it. And for me, it was like giving my operators rain when possible, you know, whether that is, hey, this is what Kevin wants. Can you work with him so I can focus on lighting or what have you? Give them that. Make them a part of it. Make them own it just as much as I own it and just as much as Kevin owns it. And Kevin, I think, broaches it the same way. Uh, he would, it, while we were setting up, he would tell stories. And he even said, he's like, I'm going to talk a lot. And you don't have to listen, but I'm going to talk. <laughs> so keep working. And he would. But it was great because we'd all be working, the electricians, the grips, the everyone, set dressers. And he would be telling us the story of or, the original, you know, that original in 1993 when they were shooting at night at 3 in the morning. And he would tell us either the history of it or, like, just a cute anecdote, like, I fell asleep, blah, 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 whatever it was. Um, and it really made the entire crew, they would want to be on set and work so they could hear a story, but they were also became more invested. And that's one thing that you don't always have in television, especially, you know, in network television, where people feel like they're cogs in the wheel and they don't feel invested in the product. And that's something that Kevin brings in and... I hope that I learned something from that, you know, that I am trying to take that away of, of the more that you can make your crew invested in the product, not only the better will the product be, but the happier they will be. And, you know, I tried really hard to do that. Um, I think that it came out well because of that. You've seen technology change a lot in your time. <laughs> where do, where yeah. honestly do you want to see it go from here? I, it's a very, that's a great question. I really don't care where it goes. <laughs> what, cares, what, what I care about is how we use it. That's what I care about. And I can, you know, I haven't shot film in probably 10 years. And if I, I would love to do another project in film, but I would only do it if it made sense. Does it make sense for the project? Does it make sense for the story? Um, the digital cameras out there are so good these days. Yeah, there's some things where they're a little too sharp or there's not as much organic like life to it and there's tricks and this and that. And, but I think part of that is just the eye of the beholder. What I want to see is pushing stories. I want to see us being able to take these technologies that have created lighter cameras and lights that take less power. It's not that, you know, the, the joke that everyone says often, you know, that the producer, and I'm not saying that this is the producers from Clerks. It's, it wasn't. In fact, it was the opposite. But when people are like, oh, well, the cameras are so sensitive, you don't need lights anymore. Well, it's, it's not that you don't need lights anymore. It's that you don't need lights as bright anymore. You also need to know how to craft that light, no matter what. It doesn't matter. Exactly. It's where to put the light. And if you can't move the light, where do you put the camera based on that light? We did a lot of stuff um, that like our exterior stuff. I embraced what we had partially because I didn't have the money to have a full truck. Like I, like I've been used to for the last 15 years, but like, how do I pare down all this gear and make it work? And I would use the street lights. We actually, our location manager was great. And he, he would go to the city and have them fix the lights the, you know, the, the street lamps that weren't working so that I could use it to illuminate the scene. And then I would enhance from there. So I would use that as my base. 
And it's that kind of thing of like, okay, well, I can't move that street lamp. So where do I put the camera to make that street lamp look cinematic rather than just a documentary where we grab the camera and go? Because as down and dirty as Kevin Smith's movies may seem, they are thought out. They are not verite in any way. Um, he writes that way as well, you know? He doesn't write in a verite sense. He, it's very, you know, poignant. So with all these things, with the, with the smaller cameras, with the light, more sensitive lights, I, I want to see us make better stories, make more interesting stories, and not be held to the past in, well, that's how we've always done it. I hear that all the time. Well, that's how it's supposed to be. Well, maybe. And why don't we just take the stuff that we like, that's, that's how it was, rather than saying we have to do it that way because that's how it's supposed to be. And those are the things that I want to see. I want to see the, dif um, the difference between TV and a movie kind of meld, where storytelling is just storytelling, where you don't hear people say, well, it's just TV. Or, well, it's a movie, so we have to have big explosions. Well, why can't you have a heart, you know? Where, I feel like we're, we're pushing away. Like, to get people in the movie theaters, we need to spend $200 million on huge tentpole movies. Where did all those beautiful indie films go? Some of them went to television. And that is why I enjoy doing both. I enjoy doing television, and I enjoy doing film for that very reason. Like, from my perspective, it's the Breaking Bads and the and the um, Mrs. Maisels and the boys and, you know, that are, that are pushing the boundaries of television. So it's really just about storytelling, regardless of the medium. That's where I hope it goes. If that makes sense. <laughs> of course it does. I want to thank you so much for coming on today. It really means a lot. I hope everybody checks out Clerks 3 and keep an eye out for you. What, what do you have coming up now? Uh, right now I'm taking a little bit of a break. I just finished, um, I just finished season three of ghost, uh, power book two. Um, it's the C it's on stars. Uh, we just wrapped literally Thursday, two days, three days ago. Um, and, uh, that premieres in November. So while I'm done shooting, that's what's coming up next. Um, I was the alternating DP there. So I did, I think four of the 10 episodes and, um, and, you know, waiting on the next great thing you know, kind of resting up and, and gearing up. I have some of my own projects that I'm trying to develop, me and everyone else and their mother, but um, we'll see where that goes. Um, you know, I'm a filmmaker, so it's not, it's, I'm not just limiting myself to cinematography. Always keep us in the loop. If you ever want to come on again, we would love to have you on. Thanks so much. Awesome. Love being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. That was Liron Kahanov. Uh, make sure to check out Clerks 3. It drops September 13th, 2022. You can check out his cinematography there. And uh, yeah, this concludes our broadcast day.